Okay, I'm going to talk about COVID today. <laughs> Sick of that, are we? <clears throat> uh, I think we'll talk about a little different than what you've heard on the radio or TV. So uh, we're going to talk about what Jesus did one day. John chapter 4, the beginning of our text. This is a famous passage that John wrote. He's the only one that recorded it. Jesus traveling with his disciples through Samaria. And Samaria was a place where Samaritans live and the Jews didn't like Samaritans. It's a very essential part of this story. All right, they were uh, anti, the Jews were anti-Samarians. They called them half-breeds. And they said, we don't like you if you're a Samaritan. And that's very much a part of what this is all about. You remember the story. Jesus sits alone. His his disciples go in to get some uh, food. And Jesus sitting by the well. A woman comes out and he asks her to get get him a drink. And she says, why are you talking to me? You're Jewish. And... He said, well, you know, let's talk about that. So he has a conversation with her. Turns out, he says to her, you know, if you ask me, I give you water. She goes, you don't even have a pot to get it out with. And he says, well, I'll give you living water. And it comes, some of those very same famous sayings of Jesus, I will give you water and you will never thirst again. And so she's still question him, not trusting him because he's Jewish. And he says, well, go get your husband. He said, well, I don't have a husband. He said, no, you had five. <laughs> and leave it to Jesus and know just what to say. And she runs back to town, and she's going to bring a whole town out to talk to Jesus. And so uh, Jesus is going to make a comment to his disciples after that. So in chapter 4 of John, verse 31. In the meantime, while his disciples prayed him, saying, Master, eat. And he said, I have meat to eat that you know not of. Therefore the disciples said one to another, Has any man brought him ought to eat? And he said, Well, how did he get food? He says he got meat to eat. And Jesus saith unto them, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. So what I really enjoy, what I thrive on, is doing God's will. God sent me here, and I today I had an opportunity to do it. There was a sudden opportunity. The circumstances were such that uh, I had this amazing opportunity to talk to this woman by a well. And he said it was a wonderful opportunity created by a bad thing. And the bad thing was uh, Jewish um, prejudice against Samaritans. And so she, he talked to a Samaritan, broke down that wall of prejudice. She runs to town and she's going to bring everybody out. And Jesus said, man, this is a wonderful opportunity. I had a great chance to have an opportunity. 
created by the circumstances of hatred against uh, Samaritans. And he goes on to explain something. Verse 35. Say not ye, there are yet four months, then cometh the harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes, look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. He that reapeth receiveth wages, and gathereth fruit to eternal life. Both he that soweth and reapeth may rejoice together. And herein is the saying, true, one soweth, another reapeth. I sent you to reap whereon you bestowed no labor. Other men labored, and you have entered into their labors. And so Jesus said there's, the situation created was a hunger among the Jewish, or among the Samaritan people. Verse 39, look at it. When many of the Samaritans of the city believed on him, for the saying of the woman which testified, he told me all I ever did. So when the Samaritans were come to him, they besought him that he would tarry with them, and he abode there two days. And many more believed because of his own word, said to the woman, Now we believe not because of thy saying, but we heard him ourselves. And know this is indeed the Christ, Savior of the world. And Jesus said, There is this golden opportunity. I'm sitting by a well. And created in these people a hunger. They've been rejected by people, shoved out of the way. And he says, so we have this amazing opportunity. And he explains it this way. He said, now, when you go sow your seed, you plant your seed, you wait four months, then you have harvest. And that's the way it all works. He says, so we plant our seed, and we wait, and we have harvest. He said, that's not the way it is here. He said, they planted the same day they're going to harvest. He said, the seed's been planted already, and something happened ahead of time, and we happened to walk in at this amazing moment when we could harvest this crop. And, of course, the crop is people who believe. And so there's a tremendous hunger in these people because they've been rejected. You stay away from us. You're not Jewish. You're Samaritans. You're half-breeds. Don't come into our temple. Don't worship our God. Stay away. So they have a tremendous hunger. They want something. And Jesus said, I just happened to be sitting on a well. What an opportunity it was. And when we talked, and now the whole town is coming out. So I want you to see that uh, people are able to sow and reap the same day. So we have this amazing opportunity that the fields, he says, are white. The moment has come for tremendous opportunities and tremendous things to happen. Now, we have an old-fashioned day coming up. And I always try to say something about that ahead of time. And one of the things that we've done for years is develop a theme um, you know, we'll say, well, we're going to have a Western shootout on Main Street. And we've had a Western shootout on Main Street. You know, we're going to sing uh, certain types of songs. And we're going to have tug of war. Anything we can think of so that people say, well, they're doing something different. We can go again. And so we always try to have a theme. 
And each year, the theme changes. The point is that people can say, well, they're going to do something different. I'd like to go see what they're doing. We don't want them to say, they do the same thing all the time, so we've already seen it. Let's stay home. All right? So we have spent a lot of energy creating plays and songs and all sorts of things. So each year is a little different. Somebody said, what's the theme this year? And I thought and thought about that. I said, the theme is COVID. <laughs> the theme is COVID. And it's exactly, there's no theme. See, there's no theme. Like we always have a theme. There's no theme this year. There's a commercial. <laughs> I mean, commercials annoy me to no end. I hate them, right? We all hate commercials, right? Well, there's one that has captured my fancy. Every time I see it, I laugh. My wife said, that's not funny. I said, well, it is. Think about it. <laughs> there's, there's a girl, she's laying under 20 pizza boxes, stuck in her apartment. The phone or the radio says, you're now allowed to go outside and meet people. She jumps up and throws all the pizza boxes all over and runs out the door and she finds her boyfriend. She reaches in her pocket and pulls out gum. It's a commercial for gum, all right? She takes the gum and that's going to fix her pizza breath, I guess. She takes the gum so now I can kiss him and jumps on him and starts kissing him. And I said, that's a good commercial. That's how people are so frustrated and so been so hurt internally by what's happened. Uh, COVID has left a hunger. Now Jesus walked into his situation, said there's a hunger here because these people have been rejected from Jewish ideas and from God and they are starving for any good thing. He said, so I had this golden opportunity and I took it. And he said, we this year have a golden opportunity. COVID has left a hunger because people have been deprived of basic human needs. There are basic human needs and when the government gets involved, what do they know? They barely, well, never mind, okay? They don't know anything. They can't conceive of basic human needs. They just say, here's some more money, you'll be okay. It doesn't do it. And so we have a society around us that has been deprived of the very things they crave. And this girl with her stick of gum you know, I was saying, hey, look, I kissed my boyfriend again. Well, uh, the basic human needs that we have, isolation was created, and that took away the primary thing that we need, and abandoned, people feel abandoned. What are basic human needs? I'll tell you one of the things is touch. Touching. Touching. You're not allowed to touch. It really, really gets to be a basic human need. One of the best ways to communicate, I love you, is to touch people. Well, you can't touch them anymore. Okay, you know, all right, but how far does that go? It goes too far. We have a need for love. 
basic human need for love and a chance to express it. And when you're locked in your house, we have a desire for human kindness and a huge desire for human kindness. When somebody's calling your house and says, you are now, uh, you can't leave your house for the next 14 days. <laughs> That's a different feeling, right? Give me that stick of gum, I'm going out. <laughs> right? And so there's a human need. And because, the, what does the government know about human needs? They don't know anything about human need. And so people have gone on and on and on, cut off the very needs of their own heart. And so we have created a thing where somebody has reaped, and I'm sending you in, Jesus said, to sow. We're all going to be there together. The fields are white under harvest. So we have this unique opportunity this year in our situation to... Give people love and human kindness and touch if they'll have it. And that we can bring to people the very things they desire. And uh, we need to have ourselves ready to do that. Ourselves ready to do that. And Jesus says the opportunity was perfect. I just walked in and there it was. So a sudden opportunity presents itself and now caused by another thing that we didn't have anything to do with, we have the opportunity to repair it. Now, let's go on because Jesus will talk more about harvest and so forth. John chapter 12. John chapter 12. John chapter 12. Now something happened here which represented another one of those things that Jesus views as a happy opportunity. This is a sudden happy opportunity. And he recognizes it and said, oh man, this is great. This is going to be perfect. And nobody else even gets it. That's the way Jesus was. He says, sitting at the well, they said, why are you so happy? I got to do what God wanted. I got to do it and give to these people a chance for the hungers of their heart. And now it's the same thing is going to happen here. Jesus recognizes it. Nobody else does. Verse 20, John chapter 12. There were certain Greeks among them that came up to worship at the feast. The same came, therefore, to Philip, which was of the city of Galilee, desired him, saying, Sir, we would see Jesus. And Philip cometh, tells Andrew, and again, Andrew and Philip tell Jesus. So there's these Greeks, once again, outsiders, people that aren't Jewish. They have come to Jerusalem because it's the hot spot in the whole world to go. Uh, thousands of people go there and they've come for one of the Jewish feasts, but they're Greeks. So somebody, one of the Greeks says to Philip, hey, we heard something about Jesus. You think we could see him? Yeah, I'll ask. He goes to, to uh, 
uh, Andrew, said, what do you think? Well, let's go ask Jesus. So he goes, Jesus. And he said, well, this Greek people want to talk to you. 23, and Jesus answered them saying, the hour has come that the Son of Man should be glorified. He said, man, this is perfect. This is a perfect situation. We are about to burst open into a whole new world. And he says this, verily, verily, I say unto you, a sect a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die it abideth alone but if it die it bringeth forth much fruit so he says talking about a harvest again he said so you want to have a harvest right yeah yeah he said so if you got one seed in your hand and you keep it there be there forever I got a can I found the other day in my father's stuff, and I opened it, it had seeds in it. Now, he died in 2005. The seeds have been here for 16 years, and I look at them and I say, it's not what he intended for these seeds to be in the can. He intended them for to be planted, to grow. And I've tried a couple, I don't know what's gonna happen, whether they're gonna grow or not. But you keep one seed in your hand, it'll be there forever. You want to plant it. Plant it. And you may get 10, 20 beans. You know, you might have 30 beans on one plant. Or you can get more seed, but not until you plant it. So you say, well, if a corn of wheat, if you plant a seed in the ground, what happens to the seed? It's gone. And no more. Seed is gone. It's dead disappeared and ceased to be. What happened? Plant came up with a whole bunch more seed. Now Jesus said, here's the thing about harvesting and sowing seeds, he says. Keep it in your hand. Say, this is mine. Verse 25. He that loveth his life shall lose it. He that hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto life eternal. If any man serve me, let him follow me. Where I am there, he shall also be my servant. If any man serve me, him will my father honor. He says, you want to serve me, then you plant that seed. Say, but I'm that seed. Yep. I don't want to die. Then you'll never amount to nothing but just the seed in your hand. You want to become something, you plant the seed and let it grow and then you'll have a harvest, he said. And so we're trying to, he says, what's required is to be planted. The seed in a jar has no identity. It has no use. Plant it, and then it grows. And so uh, we give of ourselves to work for this cause. What's the cause? To bring hungry, thirsty people who have been isolated and abandoned and have lacked basic human needs to say to them, we, we got that stick of gum for you. Come on. We want you to taste and see that the Lord is good. And so as we give ourselves to the work, we work for the cause. Jesus said you'd plant your seed. And then so on old-fashioned days, when we're surrounded with people who have been isolated, and abandon. They come here looking for something. We don't have to say, well, our theme is a shootout on Main Street this year. 
All you got to do is smile. Be happy. Say yes. Nod your head. Point the way. Invite. Show human kindness. And we can do more good than we may have ever done in any year before. This opportunity is rare. And so these opportunities come before us. Jesus said, well, are you, are you in? You want to do it? You want to reap the same time you sow? This feels white. It's all ready to go. You can rejoice. The sower and the reaper will rejoice together. He said, because it won't take any time. It's a sudden opportunity that comes, and you can do it. His first sudden opportunity that he talked about was the woman at the well, who through hatred in society, he was able to reap a harvest of that whole town. Now he says the Greeks have come. Just before he dies, the Greeks are coming. And these people who believe in uh, no God at all, who don't know anything about God are coming in and asking, he said. What a golden opportunity, he said. I'm going to make it so everybody comes. These are the first Greeks that came. I'm going to make it so Greeks all over the world, Gentiles all over the world can come. How is he going to do it? How is he going to make it? He's going to die. He's going to plant his seed on a cross and die. He said, and once my seed is planted and I die, where do you see the harvest? Well, you are that harvest. You are. You understand that you are the harvest that Jesus got. Because we are not Jewish. We are Greek, Gentile, something outside of what uh, was true at that point. And so Jesus opened the door. He said, I'm going to create opportunities for you that you'll be able to harvest anybody, anybody that comes. And so you and I have this amazing opportunity that's been dropped into our hand to step up, work hard, and represent the Lord when that, those people come. I don't know how many people are coming. I have no idea. But I got a feeling it could get busy. <laughs> I got a feeling it could get busy. What would be better than to say to everybody, welcome. We got something here. And we've been going all through COVID, and we never stopped. And you're welcome to be a part of it today. So it is the, I think, most unusual opportunity we have ever had here for Old Fashioned Day. It's always been good. When we first opened the church, there was a hunger, an interest in people. They wanted to just look inside because it was closed for 30 years. And we put a sign on the door for our first open house. Open house, two to five. That's all we did. They didn't put it in the paper, didn't tell anybody, didn't do anything. We stuck a poster on the front door of the church that said open house, two to five. And we had 275 visitors. 
where do they all come from? They all stop and read the poster? Well, somebody out there was talking. Somebody out there was talking. And so all over the place, people are asking, hey, you're going to have that penny days? That's what they call it. Penny days, is that coming? That was the craziest thing, one of our ideas. We took it out of a history book. Um, I was given the records of this church from 1899 and 1900 uh, from Justin Roberts. His mother kept the records. And when we started the church, he said, I want you to have these records. And I read where they had uh, dinners here at the church, chicken dinners. And he said, everybody brought a chicken. He said, if you were scroungy, you brought one. My mother always brought two. <laughs> everybody bring a chicken, and you invite the public to have dinner. And they charged a penny for each serving. So if you had a chicken and potatoes and something else, was three cents. And they had pie, homemade pie, and they charged five cents for pie. So we have fought inflation. We got the pie down to a penny, too. Right? And so we just said, that's what they did. Let's try it. And that was one of the craziest things that ever happened. And everybody's talking about penny days, they call them, because everything's a penny. Uh, I don't care about the pennies. I'm really glad that people are hungry now. So what Jesus said, look out. Fields, are, are they ready? Yeah, they're ready, ready to be harvested. So you and I have a job to do, which is to step up and make sure that we show the very things that people are longing for. Longing for these basic human needs, and we'll do our best to attract. There's no theme today for open house. It's just come on down. <laughs> I want to give them a stick of gum, but I don't. I don't. I don't think they need that, but they'll get the point anyway. So uh, it's a wonderful opportunity that God has provided for us. So you want to dig in and help and go to work, uh, give our, sow your seed, and then see what happens. Thank you.